The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Outside the Spotlight. I am your host, Darnell Autry, and I'm here with my main man as usual. Jay Dizzle. Jay Dizzle. <laughs> Man, I, you know, I, I haven't been here for like two weeks. It feels like it's been forever, right? I mean, yeah, I haven't... We're... I mean, I missed you last week because I was under the weather, you know. But it's been, it's been, yeah, <coughs> cough. It's been a while, man. It is, dang, it's been a while. I, I feel like so much has happened, you know. And I, you know, I missed last week, so I wasn't able to talk a little bit about, you know, my experience that I had with the Super Bowl, which I'm sure you did a great job and covered that. I know you hold the show down like a champ, like I know you could. Uh, but man, I mean, I, I just wanted to go back real quick and say that it was, it was a really great event. I mean, it was it was exciting, right? I mean, we saw so many people that oh man that, that we had that we had in common. Yeah. Rico McDonald, who we who I play, we played with, I played with, and I worked with, work with yeah, exactly. And you work with him, yeah. I mean, we we ran into so I ran into uh, what was the guy John Clayton, uh, John Clay from um, the uh, the running back for uh, uh, Cleveland. Cleveland, it wasn't. Yeah, I ran into him. Yeah, John Clay. From the Wisconsin? The, no, what's his name? What's the guy's name? What's the running back for uh, Cleveland? Wasn't it Pittsburgh? The N- backup? No. He plays in Cleveland. Right now? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look that up. Anyway, anyway MJ, he, uh, we saw Marie Joujon, MJD, we saw MJD, we Lovie saw Lemon Smith. Smith, absolutely. Uh, big, big uh, John, John Sinclair, you know, my Who, man. Yeah, he went to my family's church. He did yeah. a great job on our show. I mean, again, we got 15 minutes, but we, I think we maximized our 15 minutes. Was it 15? Okay, maybe it was more like 12. But either way, <laughs> we maximized it. We maximized our minutes there. And, and again, it was a beautiful event. You know, uh, Ray Ellis told us that it was one of those events that it's great to network. And we did, we, I mean, we, yeah, we networked. Ray was like, better. as a players handling a business, boom. And boom, that's it. And bang. You know, and that was it. And so we went in there and, it, you know, boom, there it is. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it was a great event. I, I mean, I had, a, I mean, I had, I had a great time. They had yeah. great food, food? there. Mm-hmm. It was oh, the crazy. salmon. The, McCray with that sandwich. Oh, the barbecue. There, barbecue there. Yeah, they did had. you have the smoked sausage? No, no, you know, I don't. You know, <laughs> but I know you did, though. I know you no, loved it. I know you loved it. I know you loved it. <laughs> I know you loved it. It's okay. Darnell. You was in there chewing the side of it. I know you loved it. <laughs> <laughs> that was Popo. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. But I, I mean, it, it was it was a great event, though. It really was. And unfortunately, you know, uh, the weather didn't really cooperate with us that day. I mean, we couldn't really wander around. It was kind of drizzly. And How about that parking? 
good night. I mean, we're parked seventy five dollars. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, in all honesty, it's a Super Bowl. I was surprised that we got as close as we did for ten dollars. Next to the parking got- lot, that was fifty dollars. Right. <laughs> yeah, Indianapolis. You guys might want to check around and see, you know, at least price gouging or something. I don't know. You might look into that, but I mean, it was great though. It was really nice. I mean, I got a chance to really, and, and it was cool to be around like-minded people and we could discuss things and talk about, you know, football and our past and you know where we're at now and what we're doing and and the the, the career event was good because it had a whole variety of different things on there. You could the State Farm was there and a few yeah. other companies were there. I mean, it was. I mean, it, it was a big to do, and uh, just even catching up with like Cam B. And, yeah, mean, exactly, running your guy Cam B, which was awesome. And you know, I loved that Grant was there because Grant yep. got a chance to you know to see it and and be a part of it. And again, you know, I, every week I want to make sure that I thank Grant because you know Absolutely. he is not making a dime <laughs> for putting us. On. I thought he was. No, no, what no. What about that? No, you know, no, well, you know what? I think maybe we we'll, this check got lost in the mail. Yeah, so Grant, just I mean Grant, you got to give us an update address, Grant, so we can send you the check because I think it keeps getting returned and you keep giving us bad addresses. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> sounds like a familiar story. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, I mean it was it was really a great event, and you know I, I got back to Chicago and I, and I hosted that Super Bowl party at my guy's bar, which was which was nice. It was beer on Clark, which was cool. I mean it was just a, a small intimate group of us, and uh, you know we had a great time. I I, I Really, the game for me kind of was like blazoo, like I thought it would be, up until like the four minutes left in the game. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it was a close game. Yeah, it was a close game. It, Some people were like, "Oh, it's a great game because it was so close." I it, thought it was kind of. And I have to admit, I was, I went to two houses, you know, because right, of course, because you're ball and you know that many people. Well, right? no, I you know, it. I'm back home, no. you know. No, I, I, I went to my sister's house, and she made enough to feed both football teams. Right, from, right. They were deep frying the chicken wings, meatballs. Right. Then I had to go and take uh, Popo and uh, the rest of the crew back to my parents' house because I hadn't seen them. They just got back from Mexico. So I got to finish up the Super Bowl there. Right. So That's I, awesome. I mean, similar to you, it was a great time. No, it was it was really a great time. And like I said, I, you know, it's always great to go back and see my Chicago peoples because, you know, I love them and it's been so long since I've actually been back to be able to hang out with them. And, and it was a great event and I can't think Troy enough, uh, the bar owner who is, is one of my good friends and he, you know, brought me out and it was, it was really a great experience and I was, I was just, it was awesome, you know, again, but for me, you know, the game was kind of boring until like the last four minutes, unless you like really close games, I just, eh, yeah, eh. but I'm, I'm happy for the, I'm happy for the Giants, I think it's great, great for the market, great for those guys, I mean, I think it was, I think it's, uh, you know, really good for them, yeah. you know, it's really good for them. Um, so anyway, I think now, now I think we're, we're, we're kind of caught up, I guess, uh, on, on, on stuff, are we? I mean, where, yeah. where are we at? I mean, uh, I mean, we, we really didn't talk about Linsanity, but you know. No, well, we, well, I figured we'd start out with, we'd start out with football and then we can go to the yeah. question of the week. Okay. So, so football wise, um, so it turns out that Peyton Manning had more than three surgeries. He actually had four on his neck so now what i mean does that what it i i i think this situation gets uglier before it gets better it it's just hmm so so do you think that uh so do you think he should retire or do you think he should play somewhere else i mean how how are you what what are you thinking about this i mean what's on your mind the humanity in me says Retire. Like right now, when the weather changes, 
and I haven't played an NFL season or down in my life. But I'm feeling pain from college and high school from a broken ankle. Right. Now, a neck? I yeah. mean, think about wanting to hold up your kids or your grandkids, mm-hmm. things like that. I, to me, I'm more, my life is more than football. Yeah. Although I love it, but understanding who he is. Right. I would say, okay, Peyton, well, it's obvious that you're going to still try to play. And the way it's being played out, now it looks like Peyton wants to play, but he doesn't necessarily want to play for the Colts. Yeah, you know, I'm getting, I I feel like I'm getting mixed signals all over the place. I feel like, you know, at one point we're talking about, um, is he going to retire or is he going to stay? And then is he going to stay in Indianapolis? And yes, he wants to stay. And Ursay's saying, yeah, we want him. And then you're getting the other backlash of, well, we don't, he, he's open to playing somewhere else, but Ursay and they're, they're working on their, I know the, it's a leverage game. No, absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. But do you think in your heart of hearts that, Peyton Manning wants to stay in Indianapolis, or do you think that he wants to stay in Indianapolis as the only quarterback there? Because I can't, I can't imagine him I, thinking. I don't think he wants to stay there now. And the reason why I say this: first of all, he's one now down from Eli <clears throat> in Super Bowls. Uh, secondly, you know, if he stays, Marvin or uh, Reggie Wayne may not stay. Secondly, you've gotten rid. of of all his comfort zones. You've gotten rid of Jim Caldwell. You've gotten rid of his both quarterback Polians, coach. Both the Polians, the, the top are done, right? His quarterback coach. Coaches. And Mud, you know, great line coach and things like that. So he has no familiarity. Now, this is not the same Colts team. Right. No, I agree. So if he's going to start off new, he wants to start off new with some things intact where he could come in be the guy and pretty much dominate. And I do think the factor of having a young buck behind him does bother him. Right, right. But at the same time, though, I think that the business side of him would say, hey, Indianapolis Colts are going to take luck because that's the great, that's the best business decision, best business decision for Indianapolis. Now, knowing that, I have to now make the best decision for Peyton Manning. Now, I had an interesting conversation with my father about this, and I said, you know, Dad, who do you think is going to get into the Super Bowl first, Eli or Peyton? And he said, well, I, I obviously think I think obviously Peyton's going to get in before Super Bowl or Hall of Fame? Hall of Fame, sorry. Who's going to get into the Hall of Fame? Did I say Super Bowl? Who's going to get the Hall of Fame first, Peyton Manning or Eli Manning? And he said, Peyton. Peyton. Well, and I was like, wow. And he said, well, for one, it's it's a timing thing. One, you know, he, you know, Peyton Manning's been in the league for a little bit longer than than Eli. Yep. One. First ballot. Right, first ballot. But he's been in the, he's been in the league longer. And right now Eli's probably got another four or five years in him. Good years. Mm-hmm. Right? And you gotta wait five years after that to get it to be eligible. So if Peyton retires, I mean timing wise, he's gonna get there before. And but my dad did follow up and say he thought both of them get in. I think Eli gets him more for the name in the Super Bowls. Then if he was another one, I don't have a problem with him going in there. But you look at the bodies of work, Eli came into a great situation. He didn't go to the worst team of that of the league and play when he went to the Giants. Right. That's why he left, demanded not to go to the Chargers. Right. He went to an already established team with a solid foundation. 
Right. I mean, well, minus the coach that was on the hot seat for every <clears throat> every year, it seems like. Yeah, but you know, uh, but uh, outside of that, solid foundation. He had established receivers. He had a st- when he came in, Tiki Barber was still a top elite back. Right. I mean, he had the linemen. He's always had and, a, a solid defense. Right. And special teams. So he came in to a pretty good d- darn situation. Now, if I'm Peyton, if I am going to go, this is what I. If I'm the Colts, yeah. How do you yeah, how do you handle it? If you're if the Colts, if, yeah, if, if, if I'm the Colts, you you are now Ursay. Office, you're Ursay. From a front office, from a front office perspective, right? I keep Peyton, you know, and I know he's the twenty-eight million. I say for long-term benefits, yes. As crazy as it sounds, for long-term benefits, yes, because Peyton might be my next head coach or offensive coordinator. What I do is, I don't draft Luck. I'm still not sold on Luck. Wow. I draft RG3. I trade back a couple spots. I get more draft picks because my team is old. Right. I get a solid, another good solid quarterback who could possibly play, who the same pressure is not on, but who has the same upside as luck. But then not only that, I add a couple more players with a couple if more you, first if round you, draft if picks. You, if you were banking on the fact that, uh, RG Griffin the third, right? RG three, go moves back a couple of spots. If you're if you if you if you're confident in the fact that I can trade down to three or four, or four or five, right, and get him then and still get, an you extra could get two it picks. at three. You could get him at so two you're or saying, three. So you're saying move down two spots, get a couple other like second and third round picks, and then fill in some. No, holes. you're gonna get another first for it. You'll get another first for that very first spot. Hmm. So you're saying you would trade it for somebody else and you get two first spots. Uh-huh. So, so, but, okay. So, or a possible it, player. But all that is based on the fact that Peyton Manning is healthy. He is, is healthy. healthy. That, yes. That, but, but here's the thing. But even if he's not healthy, I'm still maybe making that pick. You're still, you're still making the Because move. if I could get two or three guys... For one guy, but the problem is, is that RG three may not be ready. Andrew Luck right may now. not be ready right no, now. But that's the, that's what I'm saying. They're saying that he is ready now. But here's the thing: he still has nobody to protect his blind side. He still has nobody to throw to outside of Dallas Clark and well, Gerson. Yeah, Gerson. But, but Dallas that's Clark. But there's uh, Dallas Clark has been hurt a lot this, the past couple of years. And they got and Austin, they don't, Austin Collar Dog. They got Austin Collar but, Dog. But they got their tackle. They need. They have a lot of things. Oh, I mean, a lot, they don't have a, a solid running back. But you know what's funny is, is that without Peyton Manning, all those things are really glaring. Every single last thing is just so glaring. That just goes to show you that you know. That's why he was the MVP of the league back. To, I mean, two times. How long years. did it take him to get to that point, though? Um, it took him three years. The first two years, non-winning seasons, and then third year, fourth year. Then he started getting so putting together three years. Ten, you, ten, you, ten win seasons together, and boom, boom, boom. But three years, you got Saturday gone, Jeff Saturday gone, Dallas Clark gone. Right. Well, and no running back, and no picks. Well, not, I mean, you, you still would have, you still be back in the situation if you thought that Luck was the next, if you thought that Luck was the next Peyton Manning. I don't like it. Uh, okay. All right. Well, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. We got the uh, question of the week. And uh, me and JD will be discussing that. Uh, and then um, 
I'm going to make JDB another GM, see how he does with this one. So <laughs> we'll be right back with the OTS Voice America, Darnell Autry. J.D. Harris. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back. So me and J.D. were just, you know, sort of, Topping off and finishing up our, our the discussion with the Peyton Manning and the Eli Manning with the trades and things like that, and essentially, you know, we, we basically came to the conclusion that yeah, San Diego got a variety of picks for Eli, which was great, and they got LT and they got a lot of great, great position players for that, and Eli went to the Giants, which had a pretty good foundation, which why he wanted to go there in the first place, because again, San Diego had nothing else, uh, and then you know we we sort of said okay, you know, would you rather have you know the three or four players that you got. You had some. You had some great Hall of Fame players. You had some great players. You got LT out of that. You got. I mean Rivers. I don't know if that's what you wanted out of it, but he's he's going to be all right. Philip Rivers is putting up oh, big yeah. numbers. Solid he's gonna, numbers. He's solid numbers. Whatever. And, and so you've got that. But 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 you have no Super Bowl, right? You have no Super Bowls, and the Giants have won two before San Diego's won one. And so. I say from a GM perspective, I feel like the Chargers did the right thing. First and foremost. Well, I mean, they, they didn't have, really have a choice because yeah, like, Eli was like, I'm not coming there. So. Yeah. But, and then I say with this, with the Colts situation, you'll still get everything you want out of it and more. But, the, but, the, but again, the problem is, is that, and, and, and I don't think it's an easy job. I don't think that being a GM, I don't think that these decisions, I mean, they're, they're only great after the fact. They're only great. Eli was only a great pick because now after the fact he's got two Super Bowls, right? It would have been terrible if Eli went to the Giants. They never won. They continued on the same kind of whatever. And then San Diego's a great team. And you go, wow, San Diego. I mean, you're only a genius after the fact, right? I mean, especially in the football world, you're a genius after the fact. I'll, I'll ask you this question. Right. If Eli went to Indy, mm-hmm. would he still have a Super Bowl? 
do you think? Uh, probably not. No. And I'm, but you put Peyton and a lot of other quarterbacks in New York. Oh, right. Still Super Bowl team. Right. And and, and so my, what I'm saying, I'm saying all this to say with this situation with the Colts, I think having Peyton's presence there, first of all, it sells something to your players that are playing. They play harder for, they play harder for, but not only that, if they could get rid of Peyton Manning, and not be loyal to him, right? Then what does that say about me? And I'm. Well, that's NFL general. I, I know, but still, guys, still. But I mean, if you look at, I mean, this, if Brett you Favre, look at the Brett Favre situation. You just it, go. Any NFL player looks at the Brett Favre situation, and goes, "Wow, that, that's happen. how you know what it is." NFL is not for long. That's, that's yeah, fast. but still, guys, still that reality has to be in their face for them to sometimes. Sometimes you tend to forget. Right. Like you don't think Tom Brady is going to be forced out of New England. He would if, again, if it's, uh, right. Uh, yeah. Neck is the uh, situation. But, but, then. but what I'm saying is, with this situation, is there a bit, that much of a difference between Luck and RG3? I don't know. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. And no one knows because just like going with Alex Smith, he was wasted and washed up until the same coach that made, that helped make Luck the quarterback he is came to San Francisco after four coordinators. Plus, well, plus, plus you had Vernon Davis, plus you have all these, uh, plus you had Franklin Blood and Gore. Plus, I mean, you've got But now, he had those same pieces in place his most of his career. No, not necessarily. Yeah, Vernon uh, Davis. He's been there four years. Gore. That's what I'm saying. It takes, that's what I'm saying. It, it, so, Alex Smith has been there about four years. But, so but, it takes about that time. But what I'm saying is... Mo- Three or four different co- coordinators, other quarterbacks have started, things like that. I think it's the Jim Harbaugh factor that made him better. I think it's a combination of things. I would love to give Jim Harbaugh just that credit, but I think that, again, you, you, you the four-year mark is a big mark for players just fact. in general. Fact, right? Running backs, not so much. Running backs can come in and make a splash right now, and then they fall off, and then they fit into a groove. They sit into a groove, right? Quarterbacks, I think, just like um, your boy Joe Flacco, uh, just like, I mean, most quarterbacks, it takes them four or five years to get to a, a groove where they can go, all right, I get the system, or I get, I understand the way it works. I understand the way the league works, right? Because okay. the system's changed over and over again. I was about to say, every again. year he's right, had every a year different system. Year, exactly. Um, but then you find a system that fits him and his pieces, and now, and now you've got a San Francisco team and a defense that is ridiculous. But what I'm going to say is, Jim Harbaugh, before he went there, he looked at Alex Smith and he already said, this is my guy because he fits what I do. Right, exactly. And, and, and so, so you bring a system, system to him. To him. Right. And so that's why I say it's the Harbaugh factor. Just like nobody knew about Andrew Luck until Harbaugh became the coach. Oh, and I'm not trying to take any credit away from Harbaugh, but what my point is that it's not just... Harbaugh, I mean, the de- Harbaugh doesn't coach defense. But what I'm saying is, when Luck comes to the Colts, if he's the guy that they take, it's not guaranteed that he will be the man. And, and that's what I'm saying. So with that, because it is, I mean, there is a crapshoot. Well, it'll, it'll be guaranteed that he's the man if Peyton says, I want out of there. But what I'm saying is, he be the man in terms of deed, in terms of what he, his performance. He, oh, like will he will he will show he up? Show up. I don't. And you I, don't. And that and that's what I'm saying. You you don't know. But what you do know is you still have another competitor, and you do know you have a lot of glaring needs in your organization. And so by trading a spot, you can definitely expedite the progress of your team right away 
with trading out of it. Hmm. I think I think it's and, and still get a quarter. I still think I still th- would I still think that Andrew Luck as a quarterback. Uh, and again, I don't I, I again I qualify because I I don't follow it close enough in terms of scouting. I don't I don't pay attention to that. I kind of just watch what's going on in the field, the type of player they are. I do think that. Uh, our, that Griffin is 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 far more dynamic. I think he's a far more dynamic player. That he can do a lot of different things. He can win. He can beat you with your feet. He can beat you with his arm. I mean, I think he's far more dynamic, right? Um, I do think that again, he does. He's not a drop back quarterback, sort of like what Luck is, right? So I think that in that in that system, it, again, who knows what system going to run now? But wait, they said the same thing about Donovan McNabb coming out of college. Right, and, and they said the same thing about Michael Vick, but that seemed the the you live the right and die coach. the right system, the right system for the right quarterback makes all the difference in the world. But Donovan McNabb pretty much ran a West the West Coast offense for most of his career. Okay, well we're gonna move on to something <laughs> else. Uh, again, folks, if you guys have a question that you think that yeah. you'd want me and JD to. Uh, to debate or, or or agree on or discuss, um, you know, feel free to look at us up on the uh, on our Facebook page. It's outside the spotlight uh, on our Facebook page. Just you know, put your question on there, and then every week, hopefully, there's a variety of questions. We're not just stuck with one. Hopefully, there's a variety mm-hmm. of different questions, and we'll pick the best one, and then we'll uh, we'll go ahead and uh, and we'll we'll debate it. Uh, so this week, uh, we have one, and JD, the question is. And he's already rubbing his face because I could see it getting deep. If you were a GM, would you pick up Randy Moss? Now, Randy Moss has been in the league, what, 11 years now? Would you pick up Randy Moss right now? Depends on who I have in my locker room. But I would say Randy Moss, even at 35 years old. Uh, he's like 36 or 7, right. Is still a threat. And hmm. I, I take, depends where I'm at. Who's my quarterback? Right. Because I have to have someone solid there. I have to have solid leadership. Right. I bring them in. If right. I'm, I mean, if like, if I'm one player away, because going based upon your argument, you're judged by your Super Bowls. No, I mean, I'm just saying like that. That's a pretty big measurement. That's yeah. A big, that's a big measurement yeah, stick. Yeah. You, you bring them to Baltimore with Ray Lewis. Right. Stuff gets real. Randy right. knows it. Randy well, knows he does. Randy's in pursuit of one thing at this point. It's not the money. He wants the ring. He wants the ring. Well, here's the thing. He went, he went to New England, and everybody thought, oh, Belichick's going to be able to handle that because he's a professional. He's, 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 a, he's a hard-dosed guy. He's an old-school guy. He'll be able to handle that. He'll be able to. And when it first started, I mean, they were balling. For a couple balling. years. Balling. Right, balling. And then... The system changed, or or some. I mean, there was a falling out, or something, and they sort of said, "Well, Randy, we don't want to pay you as much as we used to, or whatever the case may be." And there was a falling out, and they got rid of him. So they clearly said, "Listen, we can probably get two or three guys for the amount of money that we're getting." We're giving well, you. they got we a second get, pick for him. Right, right. So we can get a second pick. We can get value. We'd rather have the second pick than we would. To and have that's business. And that's business. Right. Because they know they're always going to be. Kind Every of the, year they're the, going to have to continue. The last, to but at the, towards the end, though, he wasn't really catching. He wasn't the he he was no longer the same player. True, right? he wasn't the same player. He was, and, and again, 
the, the, the public persona was that, oh, you know, some routes he'd run, some routes he wouldn't, sometimes he'd be interested, sometimes he wouldn't, sometimes he's in the, cra- in the, in the huddle, sometimes he's off on his own. I mean, so. But you don't think Randy has faced a little humble pride being a year out of the league with nobody calling him up? I don't know. Do you think he's, fe- do you think he's more humbled or do you think, um, your boy T.O.'s more, hum- more humbled? Ooh. Yeah. I think T.O.'s more humble, but T.O., even and though T.O. was a better all-around receiver, but T.O. was a bigger problem than Randy Moss. Mm. Even though Randy had le- a couple legal things back in Minnesota, I got you. T.O.'s never had legal things. That but we know T- of. That, that's <laughs> ever come up. Right. T.O. just doesn't have the mental stability, I feel. Right. And you think Randy's got more mental stability than Yeah, I think does. Randy's just, I mean, first of all, I think Randy, I know Randy's a high IQ guy to qualify at Notre Dame to get right. in. I mean, Randy just. Well, let's not get carried away. Let's not get into this again because I do know this. If you're good enough, they find a way. If you're good enough, they find a way. But I know and you some know pe- that. I know some people well that are connected to that era at Notre Dame. Fair enough, but if you're good enough. He qualified. They- if you're good enough, I agree, they find but a way. This case, this isolated case, he qualified. Okay. So going back to it, and again, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, but I'm just saying that. I mean, Notre Dame, Florida State, Nebraska, Oklahoma. But I'm telling UCLA. you, from a reliable source that was on the coaching staff, they discuss often how intelligent. I mean, book smart. He qualified. To okay. Get okay. Well, that, again, I, I think that's great. However. Pause for effect. I, I still would. I still would take him. You would still take Randy. Hmm. hmm. For a year. Would he, you take him over? Would you take him over T.O.? I think T.O. is a better all-around receiver. I still take Randy at four. Still could run a four-three, and just know you got the top off. No matter what, people can are, he still run a four-three? Even if he runs a four-four, he's six. What six-six? Right. Right. And no matter what, people are still not going to want to get what mossed. Right, 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 right. So I take him. You take him. Yeah. Huh? Do you take him knowing that? Let's say you take him and you uh, you're not going to start him. Could you still take him? If he's number three, if he's oh three, no, no, third, no, hell no. Okay, <laughs> I got him. Uh, I got him to curse him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. Chris, you don't have to explain it to him. Like, hey, Randy, listen, um. We picked you up, but listen, you're like a number three wide receiver, so we're going to He's playing <laughs> with incentives. He's playing with a lot of incentives. He's almost on a Ricky uh, Williams contract that uh, he had when he went to New Orleans. I got him cursing. Oh, that's funny. We're going to take a break right now. Uh, we'll come back, and I think we're going to we're going to revisit we're going to visit some other sports right uh, and get into some other information and stuff because you know I I think we beat that to death. We'll be back. Start a lot of voice America. <laughs> I got the person. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Bowl, and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football, and we'll talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back. Uh What's going on, baby? Uh, and, we're, and we're back. Uh, me and JD, we just got done talking about uh, taking Randy Moss. Um, you know, so this week, we're going to do the uh, ex-athlete of the week. And uh, I like the guy. What's the story you just were reading about the dude who's up for an Oscar? What's this dude's name? Why you do that? <laughs> well, well, JD told me earlier, he was like, oh, yeah, ex-athletes up for an Oscar, which, you know, I love to hear. I love to hear those stories because, you know, I'm, I'm an entertainer. Okay. I love, love that. But he's up for an Oscar. What's the guy's name? Ed Cunningham. Ed Cunningham. He spent five years in the NFL. He's only 42 years old. And uh, doing a documentary, uh, did a documentary called Undefeated, uh, which is nominated for Oscar. And uh, he it followed uh, Memphis inner city football team. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I love it, JD. We got to do something. I'm telling you. I know we gonna do it, but man, I mean that that gets me so geeked up because I think that's great. I think that's, I mean that's that's someone that's taking, you know, his passion for football and 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 and, and having it come out in some other uh, some Darnell, other form. He's handled his business. Yes. Boom, boom. That's it. Boom, boom. There it is. There it is. And you know, so boom, there it is. So John Cunningham, his name John Cunningham? Ed. Ed Cunningham Ed. is our ex-athlete of the week. Ed, I sorry, think Ed. Sorry, uh, Ed. Darnell, uh, or Dontrell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Daryl, Daryl over here is really Yeah, you played for Minnesota. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, Michael Cunningham, congratulations. <laughs> sorry, Ed. And congratulations! I think that's that's amazing, man. And, and again, keep doing your thing. It, it's it's inspiring. I think it's fantastic. Absolutely. I've never met you before, but I think it's really cool that you know you've taken again. You found another outlet for your passion, and and that's all I'm always about. I'm always about that. And when you get a call from four eight zero, you know it is. <laughs> yeah, know this, Ed. Know this. I'm gonna need you. All right. So on to other sports. Okay, JD. I at first I was like I don't I don't get it. 
Oh, okay, whatever. Now I'm kind of like, this is kind of sweet, this whole Lynn sanity, this Jeremy Lynn. I think it's kind of cool. I think it's really cool. It's exciting. And, uh, you know, I have a heart for the underdog. Right. And the guy's done everything the right way. And so that means more to me. I mean, humility, uh, you know, strong academic guy. Oh, man. I strong mean, character guy. I mean, it seems like now until you realize he's like a, a, a ex-murderer or something, you know, like something yeah. ugly comes up. But no, no, I, I think it's awesome because here's the thing. I always love watching guys that, that come from academic schools and really make a difference, right, and really have some kind of impact. Because honestly, he didn't really need basketball. Right. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really need it. I mean, he, he, he didn't get an athletic scholarship to go to Harvard. He went there on academics. He played basketball there. I mean, all you had to do was just graduate from Harvard and you got a shot. I mean, yeah. you're, you got a hand. Minimum up, starting. Minimum starting. Something like that. <laughs> I mean, and the upside is huge. Harvard takes care of their own. I mean, they yes. really take care of their own. And we talk a lot about this. Harvard takes care of their own. So he really didn't need it. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know what his background is. I don't know if he comes from a wealthy family or whatever, or or whatever. But he's he's smart enough to go to Harvard, smart enough to graduate from Harvard, right? And he didn't need it. But now he's his passion. He's he's this insanity thing's taken over. I think it. I think it definitely helps that he's Asian. I think that's awesome. You know why? Because I think the NBA. Wants Another that market. audience. They want that audience. They love that Asian and, market, boy. And let's, and let's be real with it. That's one of the largest populations. Two point three billion people on the planet are Asian, and they're loving it. I mean, absolutely loving it. And I think, and I get it. I think it's great. And I, and that's again, that's not me taking away from his performance because I mean, the man is showing up. I mean, what February fourth, he scores twenty five and seven. Uh, against Jersey and in the Utah, he's got 28 points. Washington, 23 points. Lakers hung up 38 on him. I mean, and look at the times when he scored. He's making plays happen in crucial times. He's he's making them like schoolyard. You know, you're you're out there five, four, three, and you're huffing up shots. I mean, that's how he's hitting shots. I mean, he's hitting shots when they when they matter the most. Uh, you know, and he's and he's picking up a team that you know. That don't have, that didn't have Sotomayor, that didn't have Anthony. I mean, this is, I mean, it's a great story. Carrying it on the shoulders. Oh, carrying it on the shoulders. And again, I think it's great. I think it's a great underdog story. I think if he continues to do what he's doing and he can continue to do this with Anthony and Sotomayor. And now they got our uh, JR, uh, JR Smith. JR, I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, it could be, this could be awesome. This could be exactly what the Knicks, what the Knicks needed. You know what? That Eastern Conference is scary. It is. And, and, and again, let's not get carried away. It's not scary because Lynn is there, but it's, it's scary just in general, top to bottom. You can see there's some superstars there that can really show up and make, make a yeah. difference in the game and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think it's, I, I think it's great. And, and again, I think, uh, it made me laugh when they were first, because again, this was at the beginning of this whole insanity thing. We now he'd only played, f- you know, three games, and they asked Kobe Bryant, like, "Oh, what do you think about Jeremy Lin?" And Kobe Bryant played it right. I mean, he was like, you know, I know of him. I just I don't know him. I'll be sure to look at film or whatever. I mean, he could have been disrespectful, like who? I mean, he could have been. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who that is. People like, oh, especially Kobe. Kobe, yeah. Could, yeah, Kobe could get away with that. Be like, oh, that's dirty. But Kobe has a. I think he's very similar to yourself and myself, where he has a passion for the international feel. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
Mm-hmm. He, he gets he, it. He, he gets it. He gets it. He's growing up around the bigger, that. Yeah, he's uh, this is a bigger picture than just basketball. Because he understands that helps his pockets. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But again, as we all know, and that's kind of what uh, you know why Kobe Bryant and his jersey, which I've heard, and one of my guys, uh, Darren uh, Ravel, does a great job with the sports marketing and the sports business stuff, and he's talked a lot about how you know the Asian market they love. Championships. That's that they they respect championships. That's mm-hmm. it. It's not about the scoring. It's not about how many you know alley oops and dunks you do. It's not about you know the numbers. It's about championships, and that's why they think that you know uh, uh, LeBron James struggle his jersey sales over there struggle because he doesn't want a championship. Kobe's always going to be number one. He's got five already. I mean, he's the best of the best. I mean, yeah. in their mind, they're like, hey, we respect championships. You got championships, we love you. And result. That's it. End result. We don't care about your scoring titles. I mean, I think there's, I mean, I'd be surprised if LeBron wasn't still top three. Yeah. But it's the number one selling jersey over there. I mean, who else would it be? I mean, there's no one else out there that has as many rings that is a superstar like that. I mean, that's why Jordan was just the man. The man. Period. Everyone. That's it. Everyone. Not that he was not that he wasn't the greatest of all time in my head. But. You know the Asian market loved it. I mean, he. I mean, he's a champion. He's, he wins back to back. He's scoring title. I mean, blah blah blah. I mean, they love that. Now I am going to start something that is going to oh, be off. Oh, here we go. Do you think there's a comparison between Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan? Man, uh, yeah, there is. But again, you still need to get to the level of two things. One, you got to get the sixth. That's just in my head, you got to get a sixth, right? Mm-hmm. Two, um, you know, it, you look at the body of work and do you say, okay, it was did did Jordan ever have a Shaq? You know what I mean? But he had a Scottie Pippen, right? And did and a Horace Grant and a horse and a good supporting cast. But Kobe's got the same thing. But, Kobe has the same. But thing. I think Jordan had more pieces without having the same dominant force for a while. But Rodman, Pippen, Grant. But I mean, I mean they're all. But you all still pro- look at Gasol, you look at Shaq, you look at Fisher, you look at all these same role but players. Fi- Rick- but no, no, but Fisher was. Fisher hit some big shots. Horace hits. Um, but Fisher. Hor- Ori. Ori hits some big shots. Yeah. He's the same kind of but, role but, players. But, but, but what I'm saying is, Fisher wasn't. I mean, he's a guy that barely starts on another team. Was he not? Was he not the Steve Kerr, though? Of the no, Lakers. No, but I, I'm not comparing those. I'm looking at Powell versus Rodman. Now, Kobe has had it with Metal World Peace. I can't believe I even just called him. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know. But, can, yeah, you know. I, I can't get used to it. I mean, but Scotty Pippen, who's on the all 50th. But again, I think Scotty and another, and another team. I mean, again, let's, 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 let's be real. These are superstars. These Charles superstars, Oakley? these superstars are going to make your number two guy look amazing. That's facts. That's just the way it is. That's what great players do. Kobe Bryant's going to make Paul Gasol look amazing. Shaq's, at his time, is going to make Kobe Bryant look good, and then eventually Kobe Bryant's going to surpass and now say, hey, you know, those two superstars together, they teamed up for four. But but think about this. Or three, right? Yeah, uh, three. Three. But now, Cole, like when Jordan left, when Jordan left, Pippen still took that same team to, to the conference where? championship. And high? they still had a still had a winning record. Are you high? Uh, a very a very good record? Well, when when Shaq left, Kobe had, they had to retool it because they couldn't win it without Shaq. They didn't win it without Shaq afterwards. They had to retool that. 
Yeah, I'm, and again, the Bulls didn't win it without Jordan. Right. So, my so what, what I'm so saying if, is, if, but Jordan's never been without Pippen. Right. But see, the thing is, is that you still have to look at the the teams that are around it. I mean, I do think that it's. No, I think, but it took Jordan a longer time to actually get to the championship, right? Or no, it took him six years. Yeah, it, it took, took him Kobe, longer. It took Kobe about five. Was it five or, or four? Three. Th- three or four. Three or four. But I mean, again, he won three with one of the most dominant centers of all time. Fact. So Jordan never had anything like that. No, nor, I mean, nor do I think there was any room for anything like that because. You know, he's going to take his shots. That's that. If you were a big man and you wanted to score, if you were Kim Olajuwon, listen, you just get to rebound. That You just worry about that. And But I do think that his game would have evolved. I mean, again, I think that's another thing that great players do, right? Great players evolve. They change their game based on what they have around them, right? And I do think you're right. I think you got to put – I think you got to put – Kobe in that same world as Jordan, but again, I think that impact-wise, there would be no Kobe Bryant without Michael Jordan, and I don't question and there would be, that. There would at be no all. LeBron James without Michael Jordan. Absolutely. So that will always, always, always be Jordan. Will always have that. He will always be the one. There would have been no Tiger Woods without Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. There would have been so many non-relevant athletes without Michael Jordan. So for that. He will always be the man for me in my yeah. head, and and being able to change the game. And today's his birthday. Is it? Yes. Uh, well, happy birthday, Mike. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Happy forty ish. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how old Michael Jordan is, but I definitely he's, he's in his forties. Uh, but you know, yeah, you, I think you do on the court. You, you got to start talking about you know Kobe being um, having the same kind of. Um, um, you know, cachet as, as Jordan. But again, you know, Jordan's got that thing that, you know, once you do something that no one could ever do again. Then you're the pioneer. You're, you're, you're the pioneer. You're a trailblazer. I will say this, you know, before we, we do break, go, break. go to break. I say that Kobe's played in an era with more parody than when Jordan played. I don't know about that. Uh, we're going to take a break. <laughs> I think you just want to say parody. We're going to take a break right now. Uh, we'll be right back. We're going to talk a little bit more. Um, we're going to talk entertainment. We're going to talk uh, what's going on TCU and them players selling drugs. I don't know what's going on with that. So we'll take a break. Third of Watch, Voice America. Katie here. Oh, yeah. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. 
yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there. But host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world. And they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back. Um, so we uh, sort of wrapped up the the Linsanity. I, I like it. I think it's great for basketball. I think it's amazing. And uh, you know, we we went on to Jordan, and he, he, you know, JD asked me if he thought Jordan and Kobe can be mentioned in the same sentence. And I, I think obviously at this point they can. Uh, I think that Jordan uh, was the was the bridge. And I just didn't really tell you this, but I was thinking about it. the Jordan essentially is the bridge of what it used to be. And what it is now, right? And that's a so strong that's, position that's to be. That's a strong position to be in. That he, he transformed the game from the the old school, like you earned your money from basketball. That's what you did, and the teams owned you. And the free agency was a little bit different, and you know you stayed long years at one team, and that was that. Uh, and then he transitioned the game, and he changed the face of the game, where it was bigger money and sponsorships, and and made you know made some really major impacts. And now you can't be. Um, um, you can't mention the current league right now without saying, okay, Jordan helped make this game what it is today and, and opened it up for international and realizing that there's a bigger business to the game. And I think that's, I think that's, I think that's amazing. Uh, so, uh, so now really quickly, uh, cause we're, this is the last segment, uh, four players from, uh, TCU got busted, uh, doing drugs. That ain't right. That's not good. Right. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, Seattle looks like they're trying to, uh, they're trying to get another NBA team there and another and an NATL team to the town. And they might be taking Coyote. Oh, no. But I, you know, again, okay. You can have them. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm not a hockey fan, so I'm sure there are people out there that are pissed. Like, you can't say that. Don't talk about the colors like that. But but you know what? I mean, and I know we're kind of throwing this in. Right. That ain't right. Right. I have to say something about Robert Sa- Sally from Memphis. Right. Uh, that got cut from the Spanish team for taking uh, extends. Oh, no. That ain't right. That ain't right. No good. No good. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and I have to mention, uh, you know, we, we lost a, a great Hall of Fame catcher in uh, Gary Carter. Yes. Uh, died at 57. I think he had brain cancer. Uh, uh, and moving on to entertainment, uh, we, we took a, a huge hit uh, when we lost uh, Whitney, uh, 48 years old. Uh, I'd like to take a few minutes, uh, do a moment of silence for, for both of them because um, uh, they'll be sorely missed. And we're back, um, but yeah, I, I, it really took me as a shock. Yeah, <coughs> it really. I mean, the the Whitney thing took me by surprise. I didn't realize that Gary Gary Carter was going through brain cancer. I didn't realize that, but the the Whitney really did take me by surprise. Only because I thought Bobby would be dead before. 
see, I never felt that. Really? You thought I, that Whitney I, was going to, you thought that. Uh, uh, it didn't shock me. Yeah. Because unfortunately, there's nothing new underneath the sun. Yeah. And it's kind of a cycle. And even when she did the uh, Good Morning America, I was like, crazy. Mm. Yeah. Just, just, just it was, not, some not together. Yeah, not together. And uh, yeah, so that didn't shock me as much. Uh, and, you know, not, uh, you just see it so much in the lifestyle, and then you see the patterns, and, 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 and that's the thing. She was, like, they were posting things on her before it even happened. Before that she that. was talking kind of crazy. But, I, I mean, I kinda, that's the thing. Like, I got the sense that um, she was trying to put it together, but there were still demons and things that were haunting her and things that, even outside of Bobby. And I think that she had that within her, and I think Bobby definitely opened her world up. I think he enhanced something that was already, already there. there, right. But, and, and that's what I'm saying. Bobby can't, that's what bothers me with all this. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to say Bobby Brown. Right. But Whitney had a, hi- a history before Bobby Brown. Right, absolutely. And, and, and Whitney was Whitney had her own thing going. Yeah. Again, she has her own demons and things and, and she was a strong woman too, so you can't say that oh Bobby came in there and just punked her and made her start doing drugs and stuff. Exactly. I mean, and then when Bobby was gone, she was doing I mean still she doing was, her thing. She was Ray J. Come on. Right, now. right, right. No, no, I hear you. Ray J's made some careers though. I mean, Oh yeah. And, and she saw in the video, in fact it's a thing on YouTube telling her I saw before they ever dated, she was Telling him how she enjoyed his video. Oh, well, there you go. Then but there you have it. With, with that, I do want to say something about the Grammys. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we, we could definitely talk about that. Let's, yeah. Yeah, what do you, what do you, did you, have you, did you follow Nicki Minaj? And, no, well, first of all, what was that that she was wearing? First of all, Little Red Riding Hood, that was hardcore. I, I'm a huge fashion guy. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I love the shock value. I get that. But I didn't get that. I didn't get what she was wearing. I didn't get it. Put it like this. There were a whole lot of people praying after that. I mean, people who aren't very religious, like, oh, my God. Wait, then she walked, she walked in with, like, a with priest With the priest, she something. did the whole exorcism thing. It was... Uh, a lot of people took it as very blasphemous. I mean, me personally, I did. Right. It, I mean, some people just turned it off. It and I hadn't watched the Grammys in years. Right. And after seeing that, I don't think I will. Uh, I didn't. I didn't catch her performance. I just got that she walked in with the priest, and then she was wearing Red Riding Hood. And I thought, oh, she was gonna when she got on that that three sixty camera thing. I yeah. thought she was gonna peel that off, and it was gonna be like, yeah. But no, she didn't do any of that. And, it was like, oh, that's strange. And then you can see the Chris Brown Rihanna thing, and yeah, they're back that, together. That and, drama, I could care less. And, and, but did you hear his pickup dumb. line? No, what they were talking about. Uh, I guess a couple uh, the day before, you know, some of the Grammy things, uh, Chris Brown goes up to a young lady and tells her, "This is his pickup line: I won't beat you." Come on, <laughs> really? Yes, that is just not it. That's, yeah, Chris. I really have a hard time. I mean, I mean, such is life. I mean, people make mistakes all the time, and I don't know what the nature is of their relationship. But he definitely got the got a really bad rap about it, and I'm not quite sure that uh, one one was it as terrible. I mean, obviously, if you look at the pictures, it was god awful, right? But I don't know what preceded it, and uh, you know, I don't know if he just snapped and just beat her up, or or if she snapped because she snapped started not... beating him up, and then he had to defend him. I don't know what the what the, what the situation is. I just know that my my dad always taught me that you should never put your hands 
Oh, they're saying uh, is that true? true? Right. So, so my dad, so my dad always told me you never put your hands on a woman. That's just that's all there is to it. You just never do it, never do it. However, some women uh, may put you in a position that you have to defend yourself and or protect yourself. But the bottom line is, is that you do surely don't go off and and beat them. That's just not it. True. And so, you know, I have a hard time with you know I have a niece and I have my sister and you know and 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 I, and I care very much about them and you know. Their opinions of him, uh, you know, are not on the up and up, and 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 and, and it makes sense. And and I have to, and I sympathize and I empathize with it. I, I've never, I, again, I, I, not sympathize in the sense that I, I get it, because I, I, no one, I, I, unless you've been in it, there's no way you can get, you can understand a, an abusive relationship. I've never been in one, uh, so I don't want to disrespect anybody out there that is or has been in a, an abusive relationship, because, you know, unless you've been in it. You don't, you, do, you don't know. Yep. I can sit back and go, oh well, they just need to grow up and figure it out. No, I've never been in one. I don't know. I don't know what it's like. I know it's. I know it's really hard psychologically and physically. I know it's. And, and we weren't in a car. We don't know. Yeah, she, I don't. I, again, she beat him a couple times. I, but the bottom line is that it I do think it, he should have come to that. He should have. He should have probably, uh, you know, removed himself from the situation, and then none of this would have ever happened. That's the bottom line. Like you said, deuces. Yeah, he should have given the deuces a, a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, now they're back together, and who the hell knows what what that means, or whether or not they are back together. I know that they recorded an album together, or did they did a record a song. a song together or something. I, I don't. I don't know. But um, you know, whatever. I I, I choose I, that kind of drama is chaotic. Uh, so uh, just to wrap this thing up on the box office top three: The Vow, Safe House, which I kind of want to see. That is the bomb. I, did you see it? Oh, absolutely. Damn, I want to see it. Uh, Journey Two. I like my guy. The Rock's in it. I think it's awesome. Uh, I think it's sweet that Adele won six, but that wasn't really a surprise at all. No, she had uh, we got one more week until the uh, to the Oscars. We will be doing a show about that for sure, and we will be doing some wagers on that. So um, join us next week when we do that. We're I'm I'm so excited I can't even stand it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for everybody for joining us, JD. You're the man as always. You too, D. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully ready to rock. Uh, Rock the Oscars. Let's do this. Uh, Darno Autry. J.D. Harris. Voice America. OTS. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show. We'll